Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's episode of Asking for a Friend, where we tackle your biggest questions and deep dive into the experiences that we are going through in our lives. And today we have Kaylin in the hot seat, and I'm really excited about this episode because I have heard about Kaylin's kind of like birth story and her labor experience, but I still have some questions and a lot of you had questions about birthing and labor and it's this like big kind of scary. I'm very, very scared of labor. Like it truly frightens me, but I know it can also be this like, you know, wonderful, beautiful thing. And it's what either way, it's a thing. So we are going to dive into what it's like. This is kind of like a part two of last time when we asked Kaylin about what it was like being pregnant. And now what is it like pushing that baby out into the world? So thank you for sharing all about your vagina today with us. You're welcome. She says uh, she's honored to be here and to live to tell the tale. So it's going to be a good one. I'm glad she's here and intact. <laughs> she's intact. She's intact. Oh my God. I guess you gave, well, how old's Mia now? A year and 15 months. 15 months. So this yeah. is, this is a distant memory. Actually, fun fact that like, from what I've heard, we're actually designed to forget the trauma of labor. Otherwise, 100%. most people wouldn't go through it again. So this is probably becoming a distant memory for you, but. Yeah, if we had recorded this episode a month after I had Mia, I'd probably be a little less nostalgic about the whole thing, but that's okay. I will try to channel what I was going through back then and give everybody the real honest scoop. I love it. Let's kick it off with what haunts me about the whole process, selfishly, which is how did you deal with the anxiety of labor, like during labor and going into it? Because when I really think about it, I get... I get pretty anxious. What was it like for you in the old anxiety department? So I shared this in the pregnancy episode, but there was one scare where I thought I had gone into labor, but really I had just peed my pants. (laughs) But I realized in that moment, I was really cool, calm, and collected. Like Gabe was kind of nervous and freaking out, but I was like really chill. And as women, we need to understand that like we've been doing this for a million years and your body, I know that's really lame to say, but your body is going to know what to do. So as yeah, I think anxiety stems from like the fear of the unknown and like the ruminating about what's going to happen. But I'm telling you, yeah. the second you're in labor, you're you're going to know what to do, and your body's going to be like, "All right, yeah. let's do this." And hopefully, you have a support system around you that's going to remain calm. Like my biggest thing was yeah. like, everyone needs to be fucking chill. If anyone's spiraling or yeah. freaking out, you got to get out of the room. And it was just Gabe Good with for me, you. so. <laughs> And he remained calm, so it was okay. <laughs> so you're like, get the fuck out. This is directed at Gabe. If you are not chill, fucking you need leave. To leave. <laughs> I wanted the most zen experience. So that was that was Was key. he able to stay zen? He was. He was so calm and chill. Good. He was a dream. He was incredible. Um, so I really hope for everybody out there that has a partner that's gonna be helping them through this, that they communicate to them what you need because it might be different yeah. than how you typically operate. Like Gabe's not a very chill guy, but in that moment he knew what I needed and he just needed to be calm and support me and like rub my back, hold my hand, all that good stuff. That's a really good tip to prep your partner. Prep your partner. I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, I'm going to need, like some people are going to be like, don't fucking touch me. Just do not touch me. Other people are going to be like, I'm going to grip you so tight. You, I may break your hand and you're going to need to just deal with it. 
I'm going to be like, you're not allowed near my vagina while this happens. You are staying by my face. And that is what's happening. Okay. So honestly, one of my biggest anxieties was Gabe being down there. And I like told the team, I was like, he's just going to be up here. Like, he's just going to hold my hand. Like, that's what's going to happen. But I think there was a shortage of staff. So Gabe, he was nurse Gabe. Oh, he was down there. He was he saw a lot and I'll get into this and we're like totally okay our sex life is great like it didn't ruin our lives but it's yeah, just like if it does ruin it then then you've got a questionable partner yes. because really they've just seen that you're a basically superhuman. oh he said it was the coolest thing like is it gross and weird yes of course it's a strange thing your vagina expands you see this thing come out of it and like it's not this elusive yeah. beautiful orifice should I say that word I don't know it's not uh, it's not the lovely flower that we're sold in the fucking poise commercial exactly but it's the coolest thing in the world to see your baby be born and then another thing is just educating yourself on the process like I skipped out on every single health class that showed birth in high school because it scared the bejesus out of me yeah so I had to do a lot of learning and a lot of YouTube videos I watched so many like my labor story videos from creators that I like and follow just to see what their journeys were like. I saw, you know, different positions of birthing that's that's available Mm -hmm. to us and like different types. Like people call it natural birth when you don't use an epidural or any like medication or any sort of external intervening with with the birthing process. So I could just see Mm -hmm. what my options were. So educating yourself will probably help with a lot of those those nerves. Yeah, that's true. And like if you know all the different scenarios, it can just like take away the the what if factor, yeah. which is which is helpful. Totally. Are there like to your knowledge, because I think you you were I don't know what the position is called, but I think you delivered like lying on your back, right? I did. Yeah. Is are there pros and cons to like being on all fours versus being on your back, or is it just like literally whatever's comfortable in the minute? I think it's whatever's comfortable for you. I really wanted to try all fours. Because my yeah. I had seen a, a pelvic floor physiotherapist and she was like, it's it's good to do it this way. I think it reduces your risk of tearing and all these other things. Oh. But I was just so in the zone and like didn't want to move. And it was just basically about yeah. comfort. I had a ton. I'm not going to lie. I had a ton of back pain after like for mm. several months just from being from sitting for so long and you're pushing and you're uncomfortable. So there's mm. definitely pros and cons to doing other positions. I think what's key is that women have like a, a plan of some sort and you have it written down and you bring it with you so you don't forget these things. Like when I got in the room, I just forgot that I wanted to try all fours. You, you yeah. forget because you're just so overwhelmed and excited and nervous. So if you have a birth plan, whether that includes the positions you want to take, whether or not you want an epidural, how many people you want to the room like whatever your plan is write it down put it in your hospital bag so you don't forget it because I I just totally forgot yeah you just kind of black out what was so what initially had your birth plan been like do you were there specifics that were important to you like you you went the epidural route I went the epidural route I knew immediately I wanted all the drugs I wanted every single drug available to me I didn't want to feel any pain and I know that's a hot topic and I still don't fully understand all of the risks of an epidural. I mean, you you kind of have to sign some some paper before yeah. you get it or, or agree to it. But yes, there's risks of like nerve damage if it goes wrong, and and there's um your your blood pressure can drop. When I first got it, my I almost like basically flatlined. Like I went really really low. Oh, wow. Mia's blood pressure dropped really low, and that's that can happen. But, but then it was okay. There were so many doctors. Yeah. It was totally fine. It was totally fine. But yeah, I, I knew I wanted all the drugs and I made sure Gabe did whatever he fucking could to make sure I got those yes. drugs. And 
someone, one of my good friends gave me the advice to ask for an epidural an hour before you think you yeah. need it because there's usually like one or two anesthesiologists in a hospital that can do it for you. And they're servicing all the other floors. Like unless you have the, a great hospital that has one directly for the labor and delivery floor, th- you may not get one and you may run out of time. So Gabe was like chasing down nurses oh and making sure that I got one. Like he was my biggest champion. He, w- he would actually be the most useful person in like he would go to someone's home. And yeah, be like, get out of bed, bitch. It's you. time to give my wife the epidural. Like <laughs> literally, he, that was like the one ask I had. I said, be chill, but also don't be chill about me getting this. And didn't you get it like a little too late? Like you were telling me you had some really painful contractions because it, it came late. Yes. So, okay. So yes, let's talk about the pain. The contractions were outrageous. When they first started hitting... I, my friend had given me a meditation app to breathe through the, the, the contractions. And so I was doing that for about like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And I got really in the zone and was like totally, so it actually, it was manageable. It helped. Oh yeah. Meditation guys. Like as we talk about a lot in this podcast, it is amazing. I, I zoned out. I was in my flow. Everything was great. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if like a nurse came in and it snapped me out of it, but I got out of my Zen and I was just like, Holy fucking shit. I'm not going to lie, my friends. It is hardcore. It basically like starts in your toes and it's this wave of pain that like flows through your body. I was like shaking. I was trembling. And that's when Gabe was like, okay, we need the epidural. We need it like now. Like she's, she's not okay. She's not doing well. And so because I had kind of waited to a point where, um, it was just like unbearable when you're getting the epidural because it's in your spine it basically goes right before your your nerves and your spine so it's very precise because if they go too far they get a nerve and that's where some of the complications happen so because I was having these super painful contractions it was so hard it was I was trembling and I couldn't couldn't stay stay still still. and the guy was like you're I'm five one and he was like your spine's really like close together so he kept like pinching like very lightly hitting some nerves so I kept getting like jolts it was really bad it took him I think 30 minutes to do the epidural (gasps) and in that time the contractions are getting worse and worse and worse I know so I want to throw up right now (laughs) trust me when I say get it earlier than you think you need I just got so caught up in the meditation that I forgot but it was okay I was it was successful I didn't have any side effects from the epidural other than my heart rate dropping and them having to get that like immediate or how long does it take to take effect I can't remember I think it's pretty immediate it was, and then it was pretty did you immediate. feel like nothing or like what happens? I fell asleep. Ago? I had a, the best nap of my Holy life. I basically shit. just like closed my eyes and took a nap. And then when I woke up and they were like, you're 10 centimeters. She's she's ready to come out. Let's go. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God. So you you don't feel anything from your waist down. That's that's the goal. I want like an epidural every day of my life. <laughs> right. I know. It's like the greatest thing in the in the world. I, I highly recommend if that's the journey you want to take. But yeah, it was great. I, I was able to, to nap and just let my body like go through the process of, of like yeah. properly dilating without yeah. being in tremendous amounts of pain. Well, I frantically texted you being like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> no, I loved the text. The texts were lovely. Like you and my mom and all my girlfriends. Like that was the best. That was so lovely. I was having FOMO. I was like trying to be Aww. in the room with you. I'm like, what's happening now? What's going on now? Tell me everything. Like, <laughs> and I, I think I remember texting you. I was like, the pain is coming back or I woke up from the we app We texted a lot. Yeah. We texted a yeah, lot. You were yeah. great. Thank you for being there for me. Oh, I but yeah, I would have been in the room if I'd been allowed. <laughs> I know. Damn it, COVID. It was uh, it was painful. I'm not going to lie. But I have no idea oh, what actual shit. labor pains feel like because all I could feel was just pressure. Like yeah. you basically feel 
like you have a 10 pound dumbbell coming out of your vagina. That's basically what it feels I like. Mean, or, but yeah. a balloon. A balloon, essentially. Yeah. Oh, it's it was, so crazy. It was wild. <laughs> it makes me so queasy. I'm like, I know it's this like incredible miracle, but like it also it's like so when I think crazy. about it, I want to throw up. Like I'm so and then scared of it. And then your vagina like goes back. If anyone's wondering, like it, it snaps back, not right away. And I yeah. did look at it in a mirror because I was like, why do people not want you to? And I was like, oh, that's why. Really? Did it look crazy? Did it look yeah, fucked? It crazy? It like how fucked. long after did you look? Like three days later. Yeah. Wow. It just looks really stretched out. <laughs> Oh my god, that's insane! And then it just, obviously yeah. it just goes back. Obviously, that's it goes back. Designed it goes to do back. it. That's its function. Yes. Wow, yeah. that's so cool. It's really cool. That's really good to know that the meditation app helped so much. And a shameless yes. plug: I work for the Ana app, which is a kind of mental health app that works in conjunction with your hormones um, for whatever you're going through, whether it's just normal period health or like menopause or fertility and so we're launching a pregnancy mode in the fall and there's going to be um, a lot of courses on like pregnancy and labor and labor meditations and labor breathing exercises that are all rooted in like the science of how to help you through labor so it's really good to know that it helped you so much because that is coming soon that sounds amazing because it was actually it was a breath work meditation that I was doing so it was the breathing that was helping me through the contractions so I Um, love that Oh, that's okay, so cool, good dude. Good to know. Good to know. So what what was the most surprising thing about the process? Like, is there anything that you just did not expect that took you by surprise? I just think that it takes so long. In movies, it's like the baby's coming and it's just like coming out right away and you're it's like yeah. an hour, wham bam, you're done. It was yeah. like a 24-hour almost two two day process of being in the hospital and just waiting for you to hit that 10 centimeter dilation mark and then i think how quickly the medical staff is to jump whenever there there's an issue like when i got the epidural and my blood pressure was dropping they were there within like 10 seconds like the beeping happened staff was there like gabe was panicking a little bit to himself and then in like (laughs) within like two minutes everything was fine and everything was good so they for anyone who's nervous about things going wrong and like granted yes that happens and it's it's inevitable you are in such good care with the medical staff that happens these days especially in us and canada like you're good it's gonna be okay and i think when you talked about a birth plan because they what they sat down and they asked me like what's your plan i just forgot about the all fours birthing but I just said get the baby out safely I was like whatever you have to do I know a lot of women are scared of c-sections various reasons and I was just like if you have to do it do it it's not my number one choice but if you got to do it get the baby out safely and make sure I am safe as well yeah so as much as it's good to have a birth plan I think the biggest thing is having an open mind of just getting everything done in the healthiest, safest way. Like advocate for yourself. Like I said, write it down, talk to the doctor. You are in control, but you just want this baby to enter the world safely. Yeah. At the top of the priority list is going to be healthy mom, healthy baby. And so while you can have your ideal scenario and and fight for the ideal scenario, when if things get off course, you got to go to the priority, which is like safe. How did you know like when it was time to go to the hospital is it did you measure the time between contractions or like how do people know when to go great question mine was kind of unconventional i had a checkup and my ob was like oh 
you're dilated. And yeah. I don't know if this is like a good thing to share, but she, I heard I had the best relationship and I was like, oh, I really want you to be the one that delivers her. And she was like, well, I think this was a Monday. She was like, well, I'm working on Wednesday. So if you want to come in on Wednesday, we can like see where you're at. If you need a little bit of it to be induced a little bit more, like yeah. we'll do it. And I was like, okay. So we went in on the Wednesday and we like timed it perfectly so that she was there. Oh, it ended up taking me way longer to dilate. So her shift ended by the time Mia was born, but she was there for the first like couple hours, which was really, really, that's really so nice. nice. But oh, it, we so were also good. there for so long. It was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> true yeah bring some shit you know? to do well okay yeah. so what did you bring did you bring things to do what went in your hospital bag like how do you know what is actually important to pack oh good question okay hospital bag I had again YouTube was my number one resource for that just seeing what other people had packed I had snacks I had cozy slippers cozy pjs a pillow because hospital pillows are the worst oh, good call cozy blanket because hospital blankets are also the worst fully charged ipad that mm -hmm. was like plugged into the wall we had our hospital bag at the front door because i was just paranoid uh for like a month before i was due <laughs> and i had the ipad plugged since in since the day too. we did the pregnancy test <laughs> <laughs> she was ready and then like cute clothes for the baby those like battery packs for charging your phone so that we could talk to family and friends smart I had like skincare, shampoo, conditioner, like yeah. toiletries in case I was there for a long time. And is there like, okay, special underwear or like the freezer pack underwear oh my God, things yes. like that that people should know about? Because influencers have just started sharing that stuff and without it, I would never know. Yes, I totally forgot about that. So I had packed, they're called Frida, I think is the brand. I can link it in yeah. the show notes, but it's those pull-up disposable underwears and those were yeah. so key and then really thick period pads because you're obviously yeah. still leaking fluids and whatnot so those were in my bag a nursing bra for anyone who mm -hmm. wants to try breastfeeding and then also formula in case you can't breastfeed the hospital will give you some but if you have yeah. brands you want or organic or no dairy like whatever it is you want to do pack your own formula as well realistically how long do you remember like how long afterwards your vag actually like really hurt like how many days and like how long like you bled or discharged mm, about four weeks holy which, shit yeah about four weeks but i was really religious with taking tylenol like they they tell you to take tylenol extra strength every four to six hours it wasn't that bad though i was okay, okay. but i had a very like a pretty good birth i had a little bit of tearing it was super minimal um, I yeah. had done a lot of pelvic floor physio. That was like my number one tip in the pregnancy episode. Pelvic floor physio is so key because it just like gets your body ready for birth. What prep? Like tell us more about the prep that you did in advance to like with the pelvic floor stuff, the exercises to like prep yourself for minimal tearing and everything. There's some like external stuff where you do like stretches to release. You want to like mm -hmm. release and relax your pelvic floor, floor first mm -hmm. and then you want to strengthen, which is the like Kegel exercises that you do. Yeah. The pelvic floor therapist will actually start doing perineum massages. So they like okay. massage, huh. start to like stretch it out, loosen it up, get it less tight. And that's to help prevent tearing as well. The only time your doctor's ever going to like 
like give you a prescription for fingering. I know. And it's not the enjoyable kind of fingering, let me tell you. It's not painful, <laughs> but it's like not the most comfortable experience ever. And I really yeah. liked my pelvic floor therapist. We were like buddies. So I was like, this is the worst. But she oh, was great. So they're super funny. professional. Like they know, yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. I honestly chalk up a lot of the, the ease of my labor to doing that. And then another thing too is the doctors will tell you when to push and when to stop pushing. Stop mm. pushing when they tell you. The reason why they're saying stop is because they can see like some tearing is about to happen or they need to like oh just give God. it a break and make sure the baby's got enough room. And if you don't stop because you're in the zone and you're like, fuck this, I just want to get the baby out. That's when you tear. So that's a really make good sure tip. You stop. Okay. That was for my my pelvic floor therapist. She was like, just listen to the doctor. Wow. Is it a myth or is it true that you poop when you're in labor, or is it just different <laughs> for everybody? Because I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable with that, but I feel like it's probably just common. So I think for some people. It doesn't happen, but for me, it <laughs> was not the case. And oh my god, give me I, the scoop on the poop. Okay, <laughs> I will. I will give you the scoop on the poop. I didn't even know that I had pooped. No one told me that I pooped. It was done I'm so sure. swiftly. Well, why would they? Why I, I would mean, they? I don't know. I thought maybe the nurse would like give me the heads up. Hey, your husband just saw you shit yourself. But no, she didn't. So no. I didn't know until like several weeks later when I was like, Hey, did I did I poop when I was delivering Mia? And he was like, Oh yeah, yeah. Lots. Wow. And I was like, what? But it's because I had the epidural. I couldn't feel anything. You couldn't feel and you're it. so yeah, you relaxed. And you're pushing you, so much. And you're pushing so friggin' hard that it's yeah. inevitable. I do remember vaguely seeing the nurse like whip something like, away. Whip something away multiple times. And I thought it was just because it was stuff coming out. But no, I did. And I'm mortified about it. And like we don't talk about it very much. And it, Slash, he like, like <laughs> I would be like, do not tell me. Lie to me. Lie to me and Lie tell me. me that I only freaking sprinkles and fairy dust came out of me yeah sprinkles no it wasn't um but you know what that's normal dude that's so it's normal. okay it's okay the amount of like strain on your body to push that baby out like it's it is not surprising yeah it's uh so that happened better but... out than in <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing that i appreciate your honesty and i actually really do think like this is important to normalize and to like remove shame from some of these topics and to just like let people know like it's okay if any of these things happen or don't happen it is okay no shame in the pooping game like you got to do what you got to do to get the babe out you gotta and... do do oh i'm <laughs> gotta do, do. not a mature enough person to be in an adulting podcast but that's fine <laughs> i just want to spill the tea but you're right to what you said earlier about like influencers these, these days showing what you look like post-birth and like the diapers yeah. like the more people talk about these things, the less ick it's going to be or the less scary yeah. it's going to be going into it. So I hope that this eases some stress and anxiety for people out there. It honestly has helped me. Like I just I feel a bit more prepared and aware of, of what might happen. And so I'm sure anyone who's thinking of family planning or is currently pregnant, this is this is going to be really, really, really helpful. And thanks for sharing, man. I really, really appreciate yeah, it. And of course. I, and I'm so glad that it, it was it went so well for you. And obviously, you made the cutest baby ever. So, yay. I mean, I'm a little biased, but I do think she is the cutest baby ever. No, she's, she's great. She's real cute. It's all <laughs> worth it. And, like, the, here's the thing. People have multiple kids. So you forget. And it's so worth it. And no matter what happens, if you end up getting a C-section, you end up not birthing in the position you wanted to do, whatever it is, you have this beautiful new life in your in your world. And it's just – it's the best thing ever. Women are incredible. Women are incredible. And I like 
surprisingly, because I am a pretty like, woo woo, see the beauty in everything person. I like, I'm not one of those people that think it's going to be the most beautiful, stunning moment of my life when I have a birth. Like I'm going to be like, no, this is going to be a fucking medical shit show, literally. And I'm scared. But it is incredible to think of what our bodies do and that we're able to create life and deliver it. And it's, it's beautiful in the moment. I'm not going to feel very beautiful about it, but when you step back and look at it, it's incredible. So anyone who's going through this hats off to you and fucking (laughs) good luck if you're about to go into labor and let us know if you have any other questions for us in a future asking for a friend and we will, we'll get into the nitty gritty. Good luck mamas. See you next time. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.